For almost 40 years, our guest today has been a small business owner and entrepreneur that has launched multiple businesses and become a, a success, really. And while doing that, he's been able to maintain a healthy work and life balance. He's been there for his family in amazing ways. I think there's a lot that we can learn from Aaron Walker today. Aaron Walker from aviewfromthetop.com if you check out his website. Uh, Aaron's conversation is phenomenal. The stuff that he talks about, he talks about the value of a mastermind. And there is some power in gathering people into your life that can speak into your life and encourage you. And Aaron is going to unpack that with us, along with just telling a little bit about his journey and some other things. But Aaron is a phenomenal guest. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So please, welcome to the show, Aaron Walker. In a culture that scoffs at honor, you can rise up to lead and to shine. It's time to be the best man that you can be. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. I am so glad to have you here on the Manlyhood Mancast. I've been actually wanting to schedule an interview with you for quite a while, and now I'm at the place where we're making that happen. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, hey, Josh. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me today. Thank you. Aaron, um, the work that you're doing with uh, A View from the Top and Iron Sharpens Iron is really interesting to me. And I know that uh, maybe you could tell a little bit about what you do and and what that process looks like so we can uh, help our listeners kind of get a good feel for who you are. Well, thanks, Josh. I'll take you back uh, just a little ways. Uh, this is my 42nd year being an entrepreneur, and uh, we're really having a great time. About 10 years ago, I retired, I thought, for the third and final time. Uh, but the Lord had different uh, aspirations for me, and that was to lead mastermind groups and to do some coaching. Uh, Dave Ramsey and I have been friends now about 30 years, and he and Dan Miller encouraged me in our mastermind group And uh, he said, you're too young to retire. You need to get out there. You need to coach. You need to start a mastermind group. So we did. And here we are. Fast forward, you know, about seven years. Uh, We have 20 mastermind groups today. Uh, We're in about seven different countries around the world. And we're helping ordinary men become extraordinary in all they do. So I get an opportunity each and every day to lead small groups, 10 people in a group. Uh, We facilitate these groups weekly helping people grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. So I can't even begin to tell you the aspirations of many of these men and the transformational experiences that they've had kind of along the way. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. We've owned 14 businesses over the course of 42, 43 years now. I'm married 41 years, two children, five grandchildren. And Josh, I'm just kind of living the dream, buddy. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've got my first grandbaby on the way, which I'm real excited about. So congratulations. It'll change your life. I'm excited about it. Definitely. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be more grandchildren after that. So <laughs> my one son, when he was younger, he wanted 12 kids. So oh, I don't know you if you got a bunch, you got a bunch on the way. It'd be awesome. So, um, tell me about the, you know, these, when you're doing a small group, this mastermind group, what does that look like? 
what's the, what's, how does that structure look? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are unfamiliar with the term mastermind. You can kind of think about it as your trusted advisors or board of directors. Most people know what a board of directors are. And it's people that you're willing to invest your life in. It's people that are non-biased, that you're willing to go to. They don't have anything to gain or lose as a result of the information they give you. So, you know, business partners are out, families out because they're biased individuals. Well, these people get to know you intimately and they help you make your decisions each and every week. So we meet virtually. As I said, we're in about seven or eight different countries around the world. So they're able to sign on and get into a video conference room. We use Zoom primarily. And we have facilitators that kind of manage the group and kind of direct them. But the value is really based on the different perspectives and the insights from every individual. So we get on the calls. There's 10 people on the call. And we'll start out with wins. You're like, hey, man, what was your win from last week? We'll briefly go around the room. And then we do a program called Come As You Will Be in 2023 to where we're focusing on five key areas of your life like personally and professionally and spiritually and, uh, you know, every area that's really vital in your life. And we set these goals that we focus on doing the task every single week. So we have an accountability form that we fill out so that we know how you're tracking. We'll go around and we'll make sure you're accountable, make sure you're doing the task. And then we do what's called man in the middle to where Josh, you would come today if it were your turn and you would share for 15 or 20 minutes about maybe a difficulty or an indecision that you and Mrs. Hatcher are facing, or maybe one of your children, maybe it's in business, you've reached an impasse and you really don't know which way to go. Maybe it's financial and you're like, hey, I have limited resources, but I wanna make this decision, which way should I go? It's just getting other input from other people. We always end the call with what we call a full cup. And what that means is, is you're sharing out of your abundance. So now you've got a new tip, a hack, uh, you've got a new resource, a new introduction, a new book that you're reading, and you share that with the group. And then you go on your way, and then the following week we meet up and we repeat that process. And we've had people that's been meeting in these groups now for seven and eight years every single week, and their businesses are doubling and tripling, many of them. Many of them are becoming better dads, better husbands, uh, better colleagues. They're getting opportunities to invest with other people that are in the mastermind. It's just taking you to a whole different level that you couldn't do on your own. Sounds like um, what it really does is it builds a brotherhood, you know, that connection where you've got each other's back, but at the same time, you're willing to call each other to more. Well, the thing is, is that's, it's funny you use that terminology. We're called iron sharpens iron brothers. And so we refer to each other as a brother and it's people that really care about you. It's people that really want to edify you and encourage you, but they're willing also to throw the flag. Like if you're out of bounds, they're willing to say, Hey, Josh, you can't work 14, 16 hours a day. Your marriage is not going to survive if you do that. Or like you got to stop emailing because somebody else is carrying your little boy to baseball practice and that's not going to fare well long term. Or you've got to take a vacation. You can't, you know, not take a vacation with your family. And so it's just people that are willing to lock arms with you and walk along the way to help you grow in every area of your life. So, yeah, we we weren't designed to live in isolation. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you really want to excel in life, 
we've got to have community around us. And for us, community is Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. So at what point in your journey as an entrepreneur, you said you've been doing this for 42 years. So I was one when you started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at what point in that journey did you recognize your need for this? And what did it look like early on? You know, it was about 20 years ago, um, Dave Ramsey invited me to join his mastermind group. And I'd never even heard the term. I didn't even know what it was. And this has been a couple of decades ago. And I said, Dave, I don't want to do that. You're going to be all up in my face. You're going to be involved in my personal business. You know how Dave can be. He can be. Yeah, like, Dave's the last guy you want doing that, yeah, right? He can be all up in your stuff. And, you know, when he first started his radio station, he gave me advertising to try him. I owned a retail company here in Nashville, Tennessee. And that uh, spurred on a 21-year relationship of me sponsoring his show. And so Dave and I have been best friends now for almost three decades And when he reached out to me, I knew how he was. I said, man, dang, you're not going to be forgiving. You're going to be like all up in my business. And he said, you're right, but I'm going to help make you better. And then Dan Miller with 48 Days to the Work You Love. Dan was a part of that group as well. And some other people that your audience may or may not know. I don't know. I I don't want to, you know, sit here and name all the guys. But the, the truth of the matter is, is I went in there reluctantly And I sat kind of in the corner for a little while. And I was like, because we met in person, we met in Dave's office. And then they started sharing, Josh, they started sharing some financial challenges and some of their kids were messing up and they even fought with their wife. And I'm like, man, they're as screwed up as I am. Like, I didn't know these guys were screwed up as I am. And what I found out is we all have these trials. We all have these tribulations in our life and we need people a safe place that we can go and say, Hey, my business is not what I hoped it to be. My cash flow is not doing as good as I'd hoped it to be. Robin and I just celebrated 41 years of marriage, but you know, we're at an impasse. Like she wants to go left. I want to go right. And I'm not sure what to do. And these guys can share insight or like my teenage daughter may be messed up and I don't know what to do. Or my teenage son is fooling with things that he shouldn't be. And I don't know how to handle it. And other people go, Hey, I've experienced that. I've been down that trail. Let me tell you what worked. Let me tell you what didn't work. And it just gives you a safe environment where you can go in and flush it all out. You can let the facade down. You can be authentic. You can be genuine. You can be vulnerable in a group like that because there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. They want you to get better. And I don't know about you, Josh, but when I have the general consensus of the multitude, usually it works out better than when I make the decision in isolation. And so for me, I can't even imagine not having a mastermind group. What little bit of success I've had, I can attribute it directly to having trusted advisors in my life. Some of you are listening to my voice out there right now and you're saying, man, I don't have that. I wished I had people in my life. Well, if that's the case, contact me at viewfromthetop.com. Maybe we can get you signed up. Josh, I know that you talked about maybe even doing a group a little later on. You can reach out to Josh and see what he's doing right now as far as group coaching or individual coaching or his mastermind. But you need to get around people. You need accountability and you need community to help take you to that next level. I think this almost flies in the culture or flies in the face of our culture because we, you know, we love that idea of, you know, the Lone Ranger out on the plains and, you know, John Wayne, I mean, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto, so it's not a perfect, 
<laughs> but you know, we, we want to be able to say, well, I built this and I did this on my own, but I, I don't think you can. Nobody has any success in isolation. Nobody. There's nobody that's self-made. We need customers. We need ideas. We need edification. We need people to call our blind spots out. We need people to point out our superpowers and encourage us on. We weren't designed to live in isolation. Everything about it is contrary to the things that's really going to make you excel. So I would encourage everyone listening to this today, get people around you so that you can be all you were designed to be. So it's been my experience that a lot of guys, when they get into community and they get into mentorship and they get into those kind of relationships that it goes really well until somebody says something they don't want to hear. And then uh, they, you know, we get offended, you know, I mean, it it hurts sometimes when someone tells you something you don't want to hear. And then we pull back and we, you know, we almost retreat. Have you seen in your life a tendency to do that sometimes? And how do you combat that? Yeah, absolutely. Because most guys have an ego the size of the hood of a truck, you know, and we need to check your ego at the door and you need to say, hey, is it all about me or is it all about me growing as an individual personally and professionally? Is it about me providing for my family? Is it about me being a giver and not a taker? And so people with that mentality, it's all about them. It's not about other people. And if you really want to grow, you got to learn to be a servant leader. And that's to your colleagues and peers, as well as your spouse and your children. Uh, You need to be a person with a giving spirit, somebody that's willing to subject themselves to the scrutiny of other people, because you don't know everything. Josh, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. Like we only have one filter. We only have one life experience. There could be a better way to do that thing. And you don't know that until you surround yourself with competent, capable people that have similar core values as you that you can do life together. So you talked earlier about when, you know, when the guys say, hey, your kid needs to go to baseball practice, you should be the one doing that, that concept there. You know, I know a lot of men who, including myself, I've been caught at different times in the trap of, you know, whether I'm struggling financially and I need to make some more money or whether I'm uh, just working to the point where I'm not getting done what I need to get done that doesn't pay me, you know, you know, in that family situation. Um, have you found yourself ever in that situation and how did you find a better balance? Yeah, here's the thing. Well, first of all, there's not a such thing as balance. Uh, we need to be really out of balance in all the right areas. A good friend of mine, Rory Vaden wrote a book called procrastinate on purpose. And what we need to do is select the big rocks first. We need to say what's really important in your life. Now, I can just tell you from my perspective, I don't impose this on others, but let me just tell you from my perspective, I'm Christian by faith. I don't use that, but I don't hide from it. It just is who I am. So my faith is paramount. It's number one, even above my family, my faith is number one. The second thing is, is Robin. Robin and I've been married since two weeks out of high school, celebrating 41 years of marriage. The third thing is my children, then my grandchildren, then my business. And I prioritize my life in that order. And I want to make sure that I'm adequately spending the time, giving the love and the nurture to the things that really matter. My first core value is relationships matter most. And if we don't practice that by application, 
You can say anything you want, but your actions is what's screaming at everybody. You can say my wife is most important, but if you never spend time with her, you're lying. Just look in the mirror and say you're a liar because if she was important to you, you would be spending time with her. If you say, oh, I want to be there and I'm going to be there someday, but week after week, month after month, year after year, you continue to miss those practices and piano recitals and birthdays and you're traveling on the road. The truth, this is going to sting. The truth is your work is more important. Now, don't hear me wrong. There's going to be seasons where periodically we're going to have to go to the family and say, listen, Robin, Brooke, and Holly, dad doesn't want to, but for these next 90 days, I've got a big project. I've got to focus my effort and energy. There are a few things I may miss, not the big things that we can't ever get back, but there may be a ball practice. There may be a recital. There may be a cheerleading practice that I won't be at. But the truth is, is if it's big deals, if it's birthdays and it's one time single events, I'm going to be there. Otherwise, I'm going to have to work for this season. And then what you do is you go through that season, you do it. Then you go back and you man up and you say, hey, I'm done with that season. Thank you all for allowing me that time. Right. But now I'm going to get back on track and I'm going to do the right thing. So we all have seasons. We'd be a liar to not say that there's not seasons in all of our lives. But here's what I know. Your family, you only get one go through. You don't get a do over. Like you get one chance to raise those kids. I can start more companies. I've owned 14 companies over the past 42 years. I can make more money, but I can only go through being a dad one time with Brooke and Holly. I don't get another shot. And they have a memory and that office doesn't. And if you're gonna cheat, cheat the office and give the time to your family. Even if I had less money, even if I had less of a house, even if I had less of an automobile, I do not want to lay there on my deathbed and go, man, I have huge regrets. I should have spent more time with my kids and with my wife. I don't want to do that because I can't make it up. Now, some of you listening to this right now thinking, I've already done that. Well, hey, we can't do anything about looking in the rearview mirror. That's gone. That's behind you. What we can do is from today forward, whenever you're listening to this, you can say, man, that old guy is right. And from now on, I'm going to look forward and I'm going to do the right thing. Even if it costs me money, I'm not going to have those regrets like he's talking about. And if you take that disposition and that attitude going forward, you too will have your core values in line with relationships matter most. I think that's the key really is defining that as a core value, because I think a lot of people think that that's their value, but they don't live like it is. And, you know, and, and the other end of it is we are living in a culture with inflation and where things have gotten more expensive. And I think that we feel this pressure sometimes that we don't make enough money and we have to work harder and we have to do what we have to do. And, and there might be some truth to some of that, but you know, your family shouldn't suffer from your attention, you know, just be, you know, if you need to get a better job, then maybe that's what you need to do. If you need to, mm -hmm. to do things differently so that you can free up that time, that's what you've got to do. Uh, any advice for guys who might be in that situation? Maybe they're struggling financially and they want to, sure. you know, they know they have to level up. They don't even know where to start. Yeah. Well, where they need to start first and foremost is being honest with where they're at. Most people lying to themselves, Hey, next month and six months, I'm going to be okay. And historically, we're not manning up to saying really the 
predicament that we're in. So I would say first and foremost, man up and say, hey, the good, the bad, the ugly, here's where I'm at. Like, I didn't want to be here, but the truth is, this is where I'm at. Another reason you need people around you to hold you accountable for doing the right thing. So go to my friend, Dave Ramsey, you know, get on that budget and really understand. Maybe some things have got to go. Uh, Maybe you sell some things. Listen, if you're sacrificing your family on the altar of money, you're messing up big time. Not only are you messing up your family, but you're messing up generations to come. The ripple effect is devastating because you're teaching your family, you're teaching your kids, hey, it's more important to have this big house than it is for me to spend time with you. And so what you're doing is, is teaching that kid is that the stuff, the tangible possessions, the things that moth and rust destroy is more important than you as an individual. Now, you're not saying that verbally. You're not telling them that. But based on your actions of not being present, not being around, not taking them to baseball practice, not pitching baseball, not watching a movie, not eating dinner together, you give them that dead gum video game, which I hate video games, and that's the babysitter. You're allowing that to take the place of you investing time in them, and then you're teaching your children that relationships don't matter. So what we've got to do is get back to the basics. We've really got to understand what's valuable in life today. And it's not having that big bass boat. And I've got a bass boat, so I'm not against fishing. I love fishing. It's not against having a big car, a nice house. I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to go, you're a liar. It is important. But I'll tell you this, I'm not going to sacrifice my family to get it. That I can tell you. And I just tell you, go slower. And just really realize what's important in life. So man up to where you're at. Get trusted advisors around you. Say to them, I want you to hold me accountable. These are the boundaries. I'm going to make a living in this time area, this time block. I'm going to work in these areas. Periodically, I'm going to work in these areas. But I'm going to prove to my family that they're important because I'm going to spend adequate time showing them, teaching them, and telling them that the relationship is most important based on my actions and not just my words. And then you're going to come away with a family that respects you. Because otherwise, let me just tell you, they don't respect you. They hear you, but they don't believe you. And I want my kids to know that they can respect me and believe me because my actions are going to speak louder than my word. So you are at a place now where your kids are grown and that relationship has changed. And I know that, you know, our listeners are kind of all different ages. So we've got some that are younger and some that are older. What, what was that like? Um, when that relationship changed and they became adults, did you still have, do you still have that opportunity to speak into their life and do they still hear you? Absolutely. Uh, My two daughters and I owned a company together. We had a manufacturing company in China. We were manufacturing a product and importing it and we worked together each and every day. They still call me and talk to me daily. They live within three miles of me. My oldest daughter is the chairman, the operating, uh, the COO chairman of operations for our business. Uh, she's been with me eight years, talk to her on a daily basis, um, very involved in their lives. And the reason Josh is because I was so active and involved in their lives. Now, listen, I've messed up in so many areas. We would take three podcasts for you to hear the areas that I've messed (laughs) up in, but the one I didn't mess up in was paying attention to my kids 
I'm like, God has entrusted me with these two girls and I'm going to give everything I've got to being an amazing dad, always being available, always taking their call, always doing the things that I needed to do to be a good dad. Now I've stumbled in a lot of areas and I wasn't even a perfect dad. I'm not alluding to that, but it wasn't for the lack of effort. I said, I'm going to do everything that I can do. And because of that, Josh, now one's 35, one's 38. We have an amazing relationship today, very intimate conversations, very involved in their lives because I invested heavily when they were young. And I just want to encourage those today. If you have young kids, invest in them. Make them priority in your life. If you've got older kids and you messed up, go to them, sit on the couch beside of them and ask for their forgiveness. Say, hey, dad screwed up. I can't undo it, but I want you to forgive me. And I want us to build a relationship from here forward because we can have an amazing relationship from here forward. If you'll allow me to ask for your forgiveness, I sincerely mean it. And I want to invest in you long-term. So if you'll do either one of those, I promise you it'll pay huge dividends. So I always like to ask this question and, uh, you know, as we start kind of getting towards the end of the, the broadcast itself and, you know, you could take as much time as you want with it, but I definitely think it's important, you know, for us all to just remember, you know, like I think about this all the time, you know, the things that I've learned aren't just for me, they're for me to pass on to others. And so, you know, I know my dad invested in me and taught me a lot. And so I always try to pass that along to others. What would you say uh, to the young men that are listening? What's the most important advice that you can give them? If, if a young man came to you and said, Hey, I need some advice. I mean, I know that (laughs) that's broad, but what are the, what's the most important advice that you think you could give them? Yeah. I'm going to go all spiritual on you here for a second, because I've already mentioned this, but for me there again, for me, Placing your confidence and faith in Christ is paramount. I think making that decision is the most important decision that you can make, and you'll gain a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and inspiration through that as you study the scripture. So that would be the number one. The number two thing for me would be to do is to prioritize your priorities, really identify what it is that you want in life and really allocate the time necessary in order to accomplish that. The third thing is, is to live life very intentional, to be very proactive. The vast majority of people live reactive, not proactive. They're out here putting out fires every day rather than planning strategically how they want to live their life. The other thing is, is understanding what it is you want out of life. What do I want? Most people can't answer that. Most people say, oh, I want bigger, better, shinier, faster. Just give me more. And I'm like, that's not specific. Where do you want to live? How much money do you want to make? How much money do you want to give away? What kind of inspiration do you want to be? What charitable causes do you want to be involved in? What kind of house do you want to have? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? You need to ask yourself specific questions and design a strategy and a plan in order to accomplish that. Uh, If you don't, you're going to live a wasted life. You're going to get to the end of it and you're not going to have accomplished anything. You're not going to have impacted anybody's life. You're not going to have left any legacy whatsoever. You're not going to have any influence or input into anybody's life that they can say, yeah, that Josh taught me this. He was there. He was an inspiration. He walked with me. He taught me. He edified me. He encouraged me. So we won't have any of that if we're living reactively. The other thing is, is your mindset. 
when I was a kid, my mom had a saying. She would say, can't, couldn't do it, but could, did it all. See, I have a mindset of I can do that, not I can't. My fourth core value is everything is figure outable. I'm going to figure out a way to make that happen. Like people tell me all the time, you can't do that. I said, just sit there and watch. You just watch what's fixing to happen. I'm fixing to show you there's a way to figure this out. Having that mindset, I can do this. Like maybe I won't be as good as that guy today, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to give it the effort. My second core value is no excuses. I hate excuses. It's like, Hey, dude, man up, put your big boy britches on. Don't give me those lousy excuses. Let's get out there and get it on. The third core value for me is absolutely make it amazing. See, I don't want to do anything in life that I don't do it amazing. Like I'm not the best at any one particular thing, but it's not for the lack of effort. I'm going to give all I've got. I'm going to squeeze every drop out of the towel. When I go home at night, I lay on the bed and I'm like, I'm spent. It's gone. I have nothing else to give. And if you do that consistently with a mindset that says, I can do this, you can have the same level of success that I've had. Listen, I'm a high school graduate. I didn't even go to college. We've owned 14 companies. One of them I sold to a Fortune 500. People say, how did you do that? I work. I have a plan. I live proactively and I leave it all on the field every day. My fifth core value is opinion, is truth before opinion. And for me, that is determining that God's word is the truth. And I want to know what that says before I hear your opinion. And when you align these core values and you have an attitude of fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure, and you couple that with a positive mindset, you can accomplish anything that you want if you're willing to do the reps. And if you're willing to do that, you can have an equal amount of success and significance that I've been able to experience my entire career. Aaron, I love that. I took some time a few years ago to write out my purpose, my mission, my vision, and my core values. And I can't tell you what a difference that made in my own life to be able to just say, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm doing, and this is what I believe. And I uh, have walked with some guys through that process, and some of them were able to really articulate it and put it down on paper, but other guys really struggled. Um, would you say that that's something that... Uh, Absolutely. You'll never live your best life until you describe in writing your mission statement, your values, have your core values written out. Everything I do aligns with my mission statement and my core values. If they don't, I don't do it. And it gives me a filter to live a very proactive life. I love it. I think that's some excellent advice, my friend. And uh, I know that it's challenged me on a couple of things, just listening to you share your story. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Josh, I've really enjoyed being with you today. If people want to know more about what we're doing, we have the Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. It is a brotherhood like none other. I can't even describe to you what it's like. We also have a women's division. And my daughter, Brooke, is the director over that. It's called ISI Women, Iron Sharpens Iron for Women. And just reach out to me at viewfromthetop.com. That's view with a V, viewfromthetop.com. And we can teach you anything you want to know about surrounding yourself with an amazing set of trusted advisors that can take you to the next level. I love it. I'll definitely be looking into that further. And uh, 
again, anybody who wants to see those links, you can check them out. They'll be in our show notes. So you can go and follow and Aaron's doing some good stuff, guys. So make sure you check it out. We really appreciate it. Aaron, I appreciate having you on the show, brother. See you, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Guys, that's a view from the top.com. If you want more from Aaron Walker, make sure you check it out. Listen, if you want more of what we're doing here at Manlyhood, you can go to manlyhood.com and you can make sure to check out our store where you can get some of the resources that we have available. We've got some great resources right now. We've got some books that are available to you there. And we've also got some t-shirts and apparel, uh, and we've got more resources coming on the way. So I want you to stay tuned because we've got some really exciting things that we're going to be bringing you. And also in the meantime, if you really want to get plugged in, we've got a little bit of a free mastermind. I do want to hope to build out some bigger and bolder stuff that's going to help us level up even more. But for right now, go to our free mastermind group, which is the Manlyhood Man Cave on Facebook, and you can... Uh, send a request and answer the questions and we will approve you to the group where you can ask questions of the guys there. You can chime in, you can weigh in your opinions and listen to the opinions of other men and it will help you level up to be a better man. Thank you guys for listening today. I really appreciate you. I love you. I care about you and we'll see you guys next time. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. Men, you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for Manlyhood.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.